Hey, it's Friday. I'm Matthew Laria, and you're watching the Faith for Life broadcast. Let's pray and release faith over today's broadcast, and then we're going to get right into the Word. Father, we do thank you again today, Lord, for your Word. Lord, we ask you today for revelation of it. We ask you today for grace and help to receive it and to put it into practice and to see it work in our lives. And Lord, we do thank you for all the good things you've been revealing to us this week on the broadcast. We worship you for it. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, all this week on the broadcast, we've been doing a series of teachings entitled, God is for me. And I want to go back over to Psalm chapter 56, verse 9. And this week on the broadcast, we've been believing that our faith would come up to a new level in this reality that God is for us, that we would get convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that He is for us. And friend, I believe that it's happening in your heart and in your life. Praise the Lord. Psalm 56 verse 9 says this, When I cry unto you, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know, God is for me. And so he was convinced that God was for him. Now, God being for us should result in our prosperity. It should result in us doing well. I mean, if God is with you and on your side, the fruit of that would be you doing well and things going well for you and you prospering. This is revealed to us in Genesis chapter 39 and verse 2. It says that the Lord was with Joseph. What's that mean? He was for Joseph. And it went on to say, and he was a prosperous man. Well, why was Joseph a prosperous man? Because the Lord was for him. And because the Lord is for us, God's intention is that that would lead to you prospering in your life. He's for you, and He's endeavoring to do things for you, to cause things to go well for you in your life. In Psalm 94, verse 14, the psalmist said, For the Lord will not cast off His people. Verse 16, Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Or who will stand up for me against workers of iniquity? Verse 17, Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence or death. What's he saying? If the Lord wouldn't have helped me, I wouldn't have made it. But because he did help me, I did make it. And so you can see that the result of God being for him and helping him was him prospering and him making it. And so prosperity, us doing well, is the fruit of God being for us. It's the result of God being for us. And so God is for us. He is for you. But if we don't do what he says, things are not going to go well for us. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 5, God told Joshua, I will be with you. Again, that means I'm for you. But then he told Joshua, he said, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do 
according to all that's written therein, for then you'll make your way prosperous, then you'll have good success. When? When you do what I tell you to do. So yes, Joshua, I am with you, but the way you're going to prosper is you're going to do what I tell you to do. And so just because God is for us, it doesn't guarantee that things are going to go well for us. We have to follow Him. We have to obey Him, and we have to do what He says if we want to see the prosperity that comes from Him being for us. See, God can be for you, but if you ignore what He says, then things aren't going to go well for you. In Psalm 81 verse 11, God said this, My people, and you can hear it right in that phrase, He's for them. They're, these are His people. My people would not hearken to my voice, and Israel would have none of me, or wanted nothing to do with me. This is his people that he's for, won't listen to him. He said, oh, that my people had hearkened to me, listened to me, and Israel had walked in my ways, I should soon have subdued their enemies and turned my hand against their adversaries. What was he saying? I would have been for them and I would have been against anything that was against them, but they wouldn't listen to me. And so God was for them, but he couldn't do anything to help them prosper because they wouldn't do what he said. And so you and I, we do need to be excited and, and, our, and get our face stirred up that God is for us. But that's not the end of it. Now, knowing that he's for us, we have to follow him. And that's when we start to see the prosperity show up in our lives. You see, what happens is a lot of people ignore most of what God says for, for many years of their life. You know, five, ten years of their life will go by and they aren't paying attention to the Lord. I mean, the Lord's telling them to go to church. They don't read their Bible. They don't, you know, serve in the church. They don't. You know, you need to pray and spend time with me, and they don't. And they pretty much ignore God for the better part of 10 years. And then something bad comes in their life, an attack. And they'll, they'll say, well, if God is for me, then why did, why did he let this happen? Well, he tried to keep it from happening for 10 years, <laughs> but you wouldn't listen to him. And so if we're going to prosper, if we're going to have success, if we're going to see the result of God being for us, which is our prosperity, we got to do what he says. We can't just run around and be excited. Well, God's for me. God's for me. And then just ignore everything he says. No, he is for me. And I'm really excited about that. And because he's for me, that is what inspires me to do what he says, because I know he knows more than me and he has my best interest in mind. And so again, he is for you, but that's not the end of it. You have to follow him. And if you are convinced he's for you, then you'll do what he says. Why? Because I know he's for me. I know he's smarter than me. I know he has my best interest in mind. And so if he tells me to do this or do that, I know it's going to be for my good. What he's saying is for my good. See, in Deuteronomy 1, we found out earlier this week on the broadcast 
that the children of Israel, the first generation that didn't go in and possess the land, it said they rebelled against the commandment of God because they believed God hated them. And see, that's what happens when you, when you don't believe God is for you. Well, what, you won't do what He says. You'll rebel against Him. Why? Because you're not certain He's for you. But when you get convinced that God is for you, you're going to do what He says, and it's going to lead to your prosperity. It's going to lead to you doing well. And um, this is a big reason why. God tells us not to sin. The reason why is, it, is because it'll hurt us and it won't lead to our good. It won't lead to our prosperity. It won't lead to our success and He's for us. That's why He tells us don't sin and, and that's why we don't want to sin. Because if we do, things aren't going to go well for us. And so yes, God is for us. And yes, he is the good shepherd. But as a part of his flock, you know, the, the, the shepherd is for all of his sheep. But if they want to enjoy the benefits that come from the shepherd being for them, then they have to follow the shepherd. And the same thing is true for us, friend. If we want to enjoy the benefits of God being for us, then we must follow him. And it's only when we follow him that we will see these benefits that come from Him being for us. We got to follow Him. We have to do what He says. You know, in Numbers chapter 13 and 14, that generation of the first generation of the children of Israel who rebelled against God and didn't do what He said, come on, they didn't believe God was for him, for them, so they rebelled against Him. They wouldn't follow Him and they didn't enjoy the good promised land that God wanted to lead them into. But how about Joshua and Caleb? They knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that God was for them. And that's why when they were staring at those giants and staring at those walls, that's why they were able to say, we can go do it. Why? Because God is for us. And because they believed God was for them, they followed the Lord into the promised land and he gave it to them, and they enjoyed it. But you'll notice, you don't enjoy the promised land if you don't follow the Lord. And God was for all of them. He was for the first generation of the children of Israel. He wanted them to go into the land. But if you don't follow, you don't go in. And so we're excited. We're stirred up about the fact that God is for us. And that is inspiring us to then take the next step. I'm going to follow him and I'm going to let him lead me into this good place and this good plan that he has for my life because I'm convinced he is for me. Praise the Lord. Now, as we're closing today's broadcast, friend, I want to remind you of these things. Number one, God being for us should result in us doing well. It should result in our prosperity. Number two, God is for us, but if we don't do what He says, things won't go well for us. And then number three, God is for us, but that's not the end of it. We have to follow Him. Let's pray. Lord, we thank You and rejoice in the reality that You are for us. And so, Father, we make a decision right now that because you're for us, we know 
You have our best interest in mind. And as a result, we're going to follow you. We're going to obey you. We're going to do the things you lead us to do. We're going to go where you tell us to go. And we thank you in advance for the prosperity that will result in it in Jesus' name. Amen. Friend, thank you so much for watching the broadcast this week. I'm believing that your faith is going to continue to soar in this reality that God is for you. I just believe you're going to get stronger and stronger and bolder in it in Jesus' name. And as you do, I know that you're going to follow the Lord. And I believe that you're going to see prosperity and well-being and success in your life. Praise the Lord. Now, hey, don't forget to come back Monday for the next edition of our Faith for Life broadcast. We'll see you then.